Mama. I don't have Terry. He don't have Mama. Knock the TV. Pizza. Mama. 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 Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the Bat Squatch podcast. How's your uh, apocalypse going? <laughs> it's another day uh, in the apocalypse. Um, I'm currently living in a four-foot hole that I've dug in the dirt um, in the in the mountains, um, deep in the woods of Mount Adams in Washington state. I'm living in a hole. I dug a hole. I sleep in a hole. And during the day, I go Bigfoot hunting. I'm searching for Bigfoot. I'm searching for the Batsquatch. And any other cryptid creatures who I can beat the shit out of. Of course, everybody knows Bigfoot is benevolent and kind and loving. And actually an alien. A human alien like us. All all people on this planet are human aliens. Human alien hybrids. We all have alien DNA. We are a mix of 12 different alien races. And if you add to that, the human uh, DNA would be number 13. So we have 13 different versions of DNA. We are human alien hybrids. And Bigfoot or Sasquatch is an alien human, a human. And the other creatures are, who the fuck knows, escaped from Atlantis, escaped from government facilities, escaped from underground military bases, basically experiments. Some of them are uh, experiments that came from Atlantis anywhere between 25 to 45,000 years ago. Um, but I'm in the woods in, uh, Mount Adams. I'm living here. Um, I was trained in the military for six years to, to live in the most miserable, extreme conditions you can imagine. So this is paradise to me. Living in the, in the forest, in the woods. To me, that's paradise. I, um, I love uh, being in nature. I love uh, living off of nature and being in the middle of nowhere, having nothing and just living and thriving. I'm thriving during this apocalypse. The energy that's coming from Mother Earth and that's coming from the 
uh, star nations or our ancestors who are here in their ships, in their alien ships, outside, above the earth and inside the inner earth. The consciousness they're sending is amazing. I don't know if you guys meditated yesterday for the 4-4 um, meditation portal to raise consciousness and to help uh, um, slow down the uh, toilet paper disease. <laughs> But the energy that came through yesterday or last night through the 4-4 meditation was just amazing. I felt um, I felt even more like myself. I felt like I connected to my 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 higher self or the the real me, the source, um, higher self or soul that is the real me, the real person in the higher dimensions, but I felt amazing. It was an amazing meditation, and I felt my consciousness jump and raise, rise up higher into the fifth dimension. Um, I love the energies of this apocalypse. I love that consciousness is rising and and that things are changing. Society's changing. You can't have uh, change without some chaos. So, um, unless, unless of course, you're an ascended master like Buddha, Krishna, or uh, Yeshua, Jesus. Every day it goes through my mind... What if we had someone like Buddha or Krishna or Jesus on the earth right now? All they'd have to do is go to every hospital, touch every single patient, and they're cured instantly, permanently cured, permanently healed. Can you imagine if we had a master on the planet right now that could just go and do that? And you got to remember that the ascended masters... When they were on this planet, they were immortal. They never died. Um, Buddha, the original Buddha, he never died. He, ascend, he ascended or translated up into the higher dimensions. Same with Krishna. Krishna ascended to the higher dimensions. Uh, Hanuman ascended to the higher dimensions. Uh, Yeshua or Jesus ascended to the higher dimensions. They never die. They can't die. They become immortal in their physical body. Their light bodies merge with their uh, third dimensional physical body and they're immortal. The stories that you read about in books and in, in college and in um, history class, religion class, they're all lies. These, those are lies meant to put you into fear. Because, oh, if a, if a spiritual master died, then that means you can die too. But the truth is, is, that, is that they didn't die. They can't be killed. And, that, and the, if they, want you to, they want you to believe that an ascended master can be killed. And that puts you into a state of fear. 
and fear is the currency of the lower of the uh, of negative entities of the negative Elohim. That's who's in charge, or who was in charge um, before the apocalypse. Now the apocalypse is happening; things are changing, and all the the uh, our alien ancestors are back, and they're raising the vibration and frequency of the earth. And getting rid of all the negative aliens and all of the negative Elohim and all these negative spiritual forces, and they're they're kicking them out of here and sending them to different planets and different uh, third dimensional areas. So it's going to take some time for these things to happen, but. You need to stay uh, positive and um, meditate daily and stay out of fear. Don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of. Remember, death isn't uh, anything to fear. It's just you're just changing worlds. You're, tr- you're transitioning to a different dimension, a higher dimension. And... It's those places are amazing. They're paradise. The what they would be, what we would consider uh, uh, a paradise dimension. And uh, you've probably been to those higher dimensions before, because remember, we reincarnate so many times on this planet and other planets and higher dimensions. You've had past lives as aliens. You've had past lives on the in the inner Earth. As, as other uh, beings, and you'll continue to go up in uh, in uh, the higher dimensions. Don't fear death; it's nothing to be scared of. But do everything you can to improve your health while you're here. Do everything you can to improve your happiness, your daily happiness. I wake up so happy and so blissed out, so blissful. It's amazing. Do everything you can to activate your chakras in your body. Um, and do things, if you meditate on turning your all of your chakras into one uh, bright white golden light instead of uh, different s- circular colors, that will improve your happiness, your daily happiness immensely. Because that's our that's originally what we had in our bodies was a one bright golden light, golden white light going up our spine. And they got changed when we dropped to this lower dimension, to this third dimension. It changed into uh, uh, circular colors, which are harder to uh, manage or harder to uh, create uh, spiritual uh, activities and spiritual um, progression. So meditate on that. Try to imagine that your 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 spine has a golden white light going up into your into to the top of your head, and then slightly above that, and then uh, anchor move that light down into Mother Earth and connect to her. This just this simple exercise will raise your happiness. You'll wake up in a happy in a state of happiness. But I'm thriving in, in this environment. I'm thriving in this apocalypse. 
It's a, the energy, the energies, the spiritual energies are just amazing. And and I, you shouldn't be scared about any of this stuff. It's not anything to be scared of. Death is not anything to be feared. And you should try every day to f- find things that create happiness. Um, you know, uh, spiritual activities like Qigong, um, fire breathing, uh, Tai Chi, practice martial arts. Uh, find uh, if you can find supplements like 5-HTP, uh, tryptophan, uh, vitamin D. All these sort of things will create, will make you feel happy every day. And you got to remember that this is a temporary situation and it will end. It'll end just like everything else. Everything in in, uh, existence is uh, cyclical. It goes in circles, just like the yugas within uh, the the Vedas, uh, in Vedanta. Uh, everything goes in cycles. It's cyclical. You know, um, you'll go into a new new uh, yuga where things will change instantly. Everything will change, and you just gotta wait it out and find your bliss. Find things that create happiness in your life. I know that. Um, you can't go to the gym anymore, and that's fucked up. <laughs> Especially if you're on steroids right now and you can't go to the gym. That sucks. That is hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's not hell, but man, does that suck. If you're, if you're, if you just, can you imagine if, if you just injected a, a, th- uh, three different steroids, and then the gym closes? Oh, that sucks so bad. Because you're so jacked, and you're so full of energy, and and you, and the the feeling you get on three different steroids when you lift weights is just an an amazing feeling, from what I've heard. I <laughs> honest no honestly I have never done three of them, uh, but from what I've been told, it's just an uh, just an amazing feeling. But that would totally suck if you injected three different powerful steroids and you can't go to the gym oh my god dude that sucks so bad you know and and uh, you know if you get it always you got to remember during the apocalypse porn is there for you porn is there for you during the apocalypse porn can solve all your problems I promise you that <laughs> porn can solve all your problems. Luckily, before I I came uh, I came here uh, into the deep deep forest in Mount Adams, I downloaded a shit ton of porn onto my phone, so I don't need a cellular signal to access porn. <laughs> so you always got to remember, man. There's apps out there that can download porn straight to your phone. There's a lot of apps like Downloader. Downloader will will straight up put porn onto your phone, and you don't need a Wi-Fi signal, nothing. But I really feel for those people who who have injected a steroid cycle and can't go to the gym. That is gotta suck so bad. You know what I mean? God.
<laughs> but um, you know, if anything, it, you learn. You know, you grow and you learn. You learn to be a better person. You learn to be a more balanced person during times uh, like these. You know what I mean? Study, study ethics. Study philosophy and the philosophy of ethics. Study how to treat people better regardless of what you believe or what you think reality is. Study ethics and learn ways, multiple ways, of a plethora of ways to treat people better, to be kinder and and uh, more uh, non-judgmental of, of human people, human beings. We need to learn how to make our society into something that is that is something that where where all people are treated with dignity and respect instead of a judgment so what i've been hearing lately about the apocalypse the toilet paper apocalypse I always got to remember that it's the toilet paper apocalypse. <laughs> oh, what I, what I've been hearing lately is that um, different concepts, different societal systems are collapsing, and they're going to be replaced with new ones. Um, but here's the thing that I want you guys to really look out for and pay attention to and watch out for when this apocalypse comes to an end and the vaccines come out and the, or the cure, if there's a cure, they can cure it or there's a a vaccine and things go back to a more to to way they used to be or similar to the way they used to be I want you guys to really pay attention to the paper money you've got to look at the paper money cuz that's one of the one of the the best I think is the best way to validate or prove um the conspiracy theories because if the paper money no longer says Federal Reserve note. If it says uh, silver note, or if it says gold note, or if it just doesn't say, if it says anything else besides Federal Reserve note on the physical paper, then you know that the conspiracy theories are true and that Trump actually is a uh, I don't know, uh, he actually did some of that shit, <laughs> okay? If it says any, if the paper money says anything else besides federal, if it no longer says Federal Reserve note, then Trump actually did something related to some of the conspiracy theories. 
he actually did something uh, good. Or, or in other words, Trump actually uh, put a dent in the Illuminati system and, and, and uh, fucked the Illuminati in at least one way, right? And he's not uh, necessarily pure evil, but he's actually maybe trying to do something, at least one thing, that goes against the Illuminati. If it's not anything, it's just maybe he just did one thing that fucked the Illuminati in in some way or another. But that is a way that you can know that that's actually true. Now, whether or not Trump is working with one of the two factions or sub-factions of the Illuminati, whether that be the uh, um, the Zionist uh, Illuminati. Now I'm not talking about Israel. Israel is different. This is a this is Illuminati faction that calls themselves um, Zionist. They are they are they Zionists from Israel? No, they're not. It's a lie. They're not actually Jewish. These aren't Jewish people. They're not from Israel. They just made that up as a cover to carry out their schemes and all and their plans it has nothing to do with Israel that's just the name they they chose you know <laughs> so you know and then and then you have um, the the you actually have the you have a other another faction that is a uh, um, like a a, a uh, pagan a pagan or like a, a Nordic uh, traditional uh, Norse, I guess you could say Norse faction um, of the Illuminati. And then you have the actual uh, Illuminati itself. So you have these three areas and these two sub factions. And and uh, is Trump a member of any of these groups? Probably. Uh, but is he? Did he all of a sudden decide? I, you know what? Fuck it! I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Maybe. And if and if he actually did do that and say that and decides that he doesn't want to be part of their groups, these, one of these groups anymore, then you can look at the money and it'll it'll. If it doesn't, if Federal Reserve note is gone, then yeah, he probably decided that he doesn't want to be part of those groups anymore. And he's doing some other shit. Who knows? But some of these conspiracy theories are so fucking wild and out there um, that you need some way to find out to to prove some of this shit. You know what I mean? But I hope uh, that uh, as uh, at some point in Trump's presidency that he decided to. Uh, break away from the Illuminati and he's now he's fighting against him or trying to actually uh, put a put some kind of hurt on on them I hope that's true you know that'd be really cool but you got to be able to prove some of this shit you know and that's one the money is one way you can actually prove it and, and actually f- have some validation so, but every conspiracy theory I've heard lately 
They're all, every single one of them says that Trump is a good guy and he's fighting against the Illuminati. So, uh, I don't, I don't know if that's actually true. I haven't psychically uh, checked that out yet, but uh, that'd be cool. I mean, (laughs) everybody can change, right? People change. So, who knows? So, um... Yeah, I, I just want to run down one thing real quick. Is that the the latest uh, update, <laughs> the latest apocalypse update, is that uh, the toilet paper disease was man-made, uh, accidentally got released um, by someone in the Illuminati, and then Trump himself decided to use the um, lockdown as a way to go and uh, uh, hunt down all these uh, uh, pedophile people in the Vatican and across the world and take out uh, the negative aliens in the underground bases and go take Delta Force down there and fuck their ass up and kill them. And shit like that. So, uh, I've heard that one the most. Uh, That's been the most uh, popular, uh, I guess, narrative along the conspiracy theory lines. Um, I hope it's true. Uh, But uh, who knows? You know, shit like that... uh, it's going to take year that's going to take time it's going to take years but it kind of would make sense to get every keep people in their homes so they wouldn't see uh uh ufo's f- uh, battling in the skies or at night it would keep people safe so they wouldn't become collateral damage shit like that it sounds really cool you know and i want i want to go down in those bases and shoot these fuckers. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, but who, but honestly, who knows if that's really true or not? It could just be, you know. Honestly, I it might. I heard one conspiracy theory is that is that uh, is that Trump is uh, actually trying to uh, um, fulfill John F. Kennedy's plan. He had before he was assassinated. That's really cool. I think that's a really cool concept. You know what I mean? Because um, John F. Kennedy was going to re- give us free energy. He's going to give us uh, real, real space travel, not the NASA bullshit, but real space travel, anti gravity. He was going to change the money and start printing paper on the good faith uh, of the American people and put us on uh, and as add that along to the gold standard all these sort of things uh, and then they killed him and I mean who knows what else he's going to reveal but I heard a conspiracy theory that Trump is trying to uh, uh, actually fulfill Kennedy's legacy and, and do the things that John F. Kennedy was going to do before he was um, assassinated that's cool I like that idea and I hope that that actually makes more sense to me than the other stuff uh, where he's he's hunting down all these 
pedophiles and un, uh, alien underground bases. But who knows? He could be doing all all of these all of these things plus more. Who know? Who knows? Um, or it could just be uh, simply a uh, um, a search or a race uh, for a vaccine. <laughs> Honestly, um, the Kennedy thing. I that kind of um, I kind of get a good uh, spiritual feeling about that so that might be true that one that one I get more of a spiritual feeling about but who knows um so you know make uh you know go to uh just uh, find your own uh, conclude. Come to make your own conclusions and um, stick with it, whatever path you're on. And um, just remember that this won't last forever. It's going to come to an end, and things will go back to it. Uh, maybe a similar way to they were before. It, it it won't last forever, so just uh, try to find your daily bliss and practice your passions, and you you'll get through it. Meditate daily. Try different forms of meditation. Try mindfulness meditation, and next next day do transcendental meditation. You know, then the next day, try out-of-body meditation. You know, and uh, make the make your um, quarantine a spiritual quarantine. A a uh, make your quarantine a a uh, a passion quarantine. Practice your passions. Find new passions. But I wanted to today to go into. Uh, some kind of obscure um, type of UFO uh, reports and sightings and things. I haven't talked too much about UFOs and things like that. I've I've seen I see a UFO every day, <laughs> almost practically every day. I see a UFO. Uh, I have UFOs. They follow me around. They're here right now. I can look up into the sky and film them if I want. And they are my my star family. Basically, I had a past life. My life before this life was in their civilization, in their higher dimension. A lot of people will say, you know, I have a Palladian uh, soul, meaning... My past life, before this life, I lived in the Pleiades, in the higher, in a higher dimension. And my past life, from what I've gathered, was in the, was I had a past life before this life as an Arcturian, uh, with blue skin, and uh, and about ten. 
to 15 feet tall. <laughs> so, and those ships follow me around everywhere. And um, if you, uh, all you have to do is is uh, meditate on your star family. Before you meditate, say, I set my intention to know my star family. And then meditate on that and you'll get an answer. It might not be immediate, but it'll happen. It'll happen pretty quick. One of the um, uh, most earliest uh, UFO, uh, I guess, um, sightings or accounts. It goes, was in... um, it's kind of a little island in the uh, in China, and it's more or less like a. Uh, I guess you could call it. I don't know, kind of like a, a cave drawing. Um, but it's a cave drawing of. Uh, circular crafts on a wall with people, with human people inside uh, that uh, uh, saucer. And that, and it's multiple ships with people inside of them on a cave wall in in China. And they carbon dated uh, this place and it goes back uh, 47,000 years. And they kind of came to the, the they kind of said, well, we think that Neanderthal people uh, drew or painted these uh, images. And that kind of makes sense. You know, Neanderthals seeing UFOs, and it's like, holy shit, I'm going to put that on a wall, you know. (laughs) Um, But that goes back 47,000 years. That's one of the oldest ones uh, that there is. So, and and there's other ones that aren't quite as old uh, that are Egyptian, and these ones are on Egyptian papyri and it's more or less like an like a story or or a report a UFO report <laughs> and this one goes back to 1500 BC and basically the guy He describes a circular ship. Um, He he basically saw this. He saw a UFO and wrote it down on Egyptian papyri. And he said it was a circle, circular ship in the sky. Um, It kind of uh, emitted like a gas that smelled bad. And it uh, it didn't. He said one thing. He said was that it didn't have any fire coming from it. There's no fire. And that's really interesting. Um, 
and then he kind of says it. Then after that, he said there were more of them appeared in the sky. But that that's an Egyptian account that they found. It's written on papyri, and it was dated. I, well, I guess they found the they found it in fifth, the fifteen hundreds. If I remember right. Yeah, they found it in the 1500s, but then they dated it, carbon dated it to um, uh, 3400 BC. So that's pretty old. (laughs) That's an old one. Um, There are some other accounts. um, uh, That go back. Not quite as far as that. Um, there's an there's a Roman there's a there's quite a few different Roman uh, UFO reports. One goes back. There's one that goes back to 90 BC. Um, it was about it was in uh, Umbria in. Roman Umbria. The guy said he saw in the sky a globe of fire um, that had a golden, like, circular circle around it. And it landed on the earth. Then when it landed, it, 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 the, it went, it, it got bigger. And then it, it didn't say how long it landed for, but it landed. Then it got bigger, and then it shot up back up into the sky. There's another one. Um, it was in 99 BC. Uh, the guy said... <clears throat> the guy kind of said it was like a torch. It looked like a torch. It wasn't... Um, it, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't a comet. He said it just appeared. It didn't. It wasn't flying through the sky. It just, all of a sudden, just appeared, and then it, was, it looked like a torch in the sky. Then he said it uh, if it flew uh, uh, towards the east. That was in 99 BC. There's a guy. What was that guy's name? Was Murius? I think it was his name. Mur- Murius in in uh, ancient Rome. And there was a, then another one was like uh, two, 216 BC. And this guy actually said that he saw multiple ships, multiple ship, multiple UFOs in the sky, but he described them as looking like, 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 uh, like uh, ships, like that you sail on the, the ocean with. He said they look a lot like like that, and um, they just appeared in the sky, and then they uh, took off to the east as well. That was in uh, 216 BC, and um, I mean these are multiple UFO uh, do- uh, reports. Of different types of UFOs, you had a you had a disc, 
uh, shaped. Then you had a one that was shaped like a torch. That one most likely would be a like a the cigar shaped UFOs that you see a lot. And the other guy it was weird. That last one was weird as he said they looked like ships, like like sailing ships. You know that that the explorers would use, or just just ships. You know like Roman ships on the sea. So they look similar, really similar to that. So that's a weird one. I never heard of that before. Well, I have, but uh, it's kind of unique. You don't hear that one very often. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there was a few other ones that are way back like that. Um, I know in the 1560, 1560, there was a guy... Uh, who talked about uh, he saw like uh, no I think it was like it wasn't then it was like in three, uh, 390 AD that's when it was yeah it was three it was it was earlier it was in 390 AD uh, this guy said he saw a lot of strange lights all of a sudden just appeared in the sky um, around midnight. So this is in the night sky. Um, he, one thing he did say is that they appeared to be this, the size of Venus. You know, if you see the, the star of Venus in the sky, he said they looked a lot the same size in, in, the, in, the, in the night sky. And... He said they changed form from looking like a star to looking like a circle. So they, they looked like a like a perfectly round circle. And he said they moved like a swarm of bees, like bees buzzing around. They moved like a group, in a group like that. And he said that uh, they moved around for a while and then uh, just disappeared. So that was in uh, 390 BC, or excuse me, 390 AD. Sorry. <laughs> um, there's another another account. I remember. I think it was in France, and it was like a. It was like a uh, a circle. A circle appeared in the sky. And I think this one was in uh, 1034 AD. He said it was like a circle appeared in the sky that seemed to be on fire. And it went, it, it, it flew uh, from the south, uh, then went, some of the, it flew from the south to the east. And it, it changed form into like a uh, like a cigar shape and that one was really interesting because it morphed into a different shape and that was in 1034 AD and you see if you sky watch you go looking for UFOs you'll see the cigar shaped ones a lot for some reason, they're very common. 
And uh, they're one of the most commonly reported UFOs that you'll see um, if you do a lot of sky watching. Um, there was an, I remember another one. It was in 11, uh, 1180 AD. And this one... It was like a, it was another disc, but it was weird because it wasn't like a metal disc. It was like a, it like, it like it, like a bright shining disc, like a, like it shined like a golden light. And it, uh, it traveled around in the sky um, I think this one. I think this one was in Japan, and it flew around quite a while, and it went to the. Uh, it went above a mountain. Um, in the the key province of Japan, and it just hovered above this mountain. And then it flew down the mountain and basically just, uh, it disappeared into nothing. <laughs> Completely disappeared. <clears throat> and, I mean, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen similar UFOs like that. I've seen a UFO that was huge. It was a bright white light that was a circle huge just it was massive just a massive white circle light and I saw that and it zigzagged across the sky and it was it was just crazy it was it was amazing and I got a happy feeling from it too you got to remember that's how you know a UFO is is a real UFO is if you feel happy or joyful or bliss you feel bliss when you see a UFO. If you don't feel happy or joyful or blissful, then it's a government UFO. Bas- that's it. That's basically how you know. Because you will feel an amazing amount of joy and bliss. It's really cool. I wanted to talk about this really cool UFO case. Um, it was back in the 1960s. And this guy, his name was Joe uh, uh, Simington. Joe Simington. This is one of the coolest UFO stories I've ever, I've, I've, I know of. <laughs> and this guy, he was a, he lived in Wisconsin. Um, and he, he was just out at, at his house one day. And he, he, <laughs> he saw, um, uh, a silver UFO. And he said, he's in the sky, he saw a silver UFO in the sky. And he said that it looked like if you had two, like, uh, metal, like, cereal bowls, and you put them together. He said, that he said that's what it looked like. And so what happened was, is that he saw this, he saw this UFO in the sky. It looked like two cereal bowls together, a round, a big, huge round a uh, silver uh, ball, basically. 
what it, what it looked like. And he saw it in the sky. Then it came down to the to the earth. It came down to the surface. Um, in in his yard, in his his land, it's kind of like a farm. I guess he had kind of like a farm, farm type of uh, place. And it came down and hovered above the the ground. Um, he said it covered it hovered about like five or six inches off the ground. So he went and actually he went towards the the ship, and he. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's weird because most people like run away, and, you know. But he actually was cool. He went he went towards the ship, started walking towards it, and when he got close to it, um, a like a door opened. <laughs> and then remember the the UFO is not on the ground; it's hovering above the ground. Most of, most of them will do that. Most UFOs won't land on the physical. Uh, dirt or ground they'll hover above it and well he went towards it and his door opens and three guys get out <laughs> three three alien three human aliens get out of the ship and he said they were like they were young like in their 20s and they're about five foot tall dark hair they didn't have uh, they had dark hair and uh like dark brown skin. And what he said was they didn't have any hair on their faces. And what that means is they didn't have eyebrows. And you'll notice that if you if you ever meet a, uh, human aliens face to face, that's one thing you'll notice is they don't have eyebrows. And it's it's a common feature, uh, it's a common thing among like human aliens, human human type aliens humanoid aliens they don't have eyebrows and uh so he got close to them they're about five foot tall in their 20s dark brown skin and one of them uh handed this handed joe simonton one of them handed him um a silver jug like you know like a like a growler right (laughs) a growler but it was made out of silver and it had two handles on it and uh, he he asked him you know um, uh, you know can I ha- there was nothing in the jug <laughs> so he asked him can I have some water can you fill the jug with water and um they did. They filled it with water. They had water in their ship. <laughs> and so then the, the other the other two guys, they were they were on the physically on the ground and they were cooking something. They were making food. <laughs> they were, you know what I mean? And he's just like he went over to those two guys with the with the uh, the third alien, and uh, they were cooking over a stove that had no, no flames, nothing like that. And uh, they were making. He said. It, he said it looked like they were they were uh, making like grill, grilling uh, uh, pancakes on this stove, this metal stove. And so he asked them, you know, can I have some? Can I have a pancake? <laughs> you know, he he asked them, can I have a pancake? 
you know, and they gave him, they gave him four pancakes. And, and he said, well, he said they were, they were, they were, they were pancakes, but they were more, they weren't as big as a pancake. They were more uh, the size of cookies. So they're pancakes the size of cookies, right? They gave him four of these things. And, and uh, then they, they got back in their ship. Uh, and said goodbye and uh, and took off, took off in their ship. The ship went up into the sky and disappeared. So he's he's he has four pancakes, and he actually uh, he ate one of them and said it tasted kind of like cardboard. You know what I mean? It was like a, <laughs> that was the texture of it. The texture was like cardboard, but he said it tasted decent. You know, um, so eventually he took. Uh, he saved one of them. He still has it to this day. And he sent two of them off to be analyzed in labs. And the, and the, the, the analysis came back and said that these, they were made out of flour, sugar, and grease. They were actually able to identify the, the, uh, uh, the ingredients of these uh, pancakes these alien pancakes, <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, he, yeah, he, he kept one of them. He still has it. And if, uh, I, I think I'm, I think he, he drank the water eventually, uh, or he drank some of the water and the aliens took the jug back and everything. So he doesn't have the jug, but he does have a pancake. So, I just think that's a really cool story where the aliens, you know, they're in their 20s, they're young aliens, young people, and they they come down and they just come out and it's like, hey, let's, let's make some food and hang out and, you know, and they made all this all these pancakes and gave the guy four of them and hung out. They hung out with the guy. That's what I think is cool. The aliens, they came down and they just hung out with this guy. They're like... You know, they're like uh, frat boys or college kids, college age, and just hung out with the dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's one of the best UFO experiences that I've, I've ever heard of, you know? It's just really cool. The guy just hangs out with these aliens who are in their 20s and just super cool and chill, chilled out, and, and they're just type of aliens you could smoke a joint with and just have fun, you know? And just lounge around and... Just have a great time. So, I'm going to try to go into more like these obscure uh, uh, alien UFO uh, sightings and these uh, rarely heard of or obscure UFO encounters and things like that. Um, so, anyway, guys, uh, try to do more positive stuff and meditate daily. Go within. Remember the masters. Uh, Buddha said the universe is within you. Go within. Jesus said the temple is within you. Um, ye, ye, ye are gods. Um, his, real, his real name is Yeshua. Um, he said the temple is within. Go within. Same with Krishna. Same thing. Uh, get meditating daily and your life will improve I promise you that. And set your intentions 
or whatever you want. Wake up every day and say, my intention is to be healthy. You know, go on intention walks. Say, we say, my my intention for this walk is to be healthy and to be uh, healthy all my life. And then walk. Call upon your higher self, your spirit guides. Uh, call upon your star fam, your star family. Um, call upon Source or the Creator, Great Spirit, to help you. And um, do more positive things. And don't worry, this will this will go away, and and things will. Uh, this won't last forever. So just wait it out and try try to stay as healthy as you can and meditate as much as you can. So I hope you guys like this, these kind of UFO stories. I think they're pretty cool because you don't hear about these um, obscure uh, stories anymore. You hear about all the crazy shit, you know. <laughs> but uh, remember, try to um, try to get some exercise in because you can't go to the gym now. Gyms are fucking closed. So uh, you can't go to the gym. So smoke as much weed as possible. Um, uh, have a glass of wine every day. That, that, that'll prolong your life, extend your life, make you healthier, improve your blood flow, uh, dark chocolate, eat your dark chocolate every day and meditate every day and your life will improve. I promise you, you'll feel happy. You'll just feel happier. You'll feel better. You know what I mean? Healthier you are, the better you, the happier you are. Anyway, guys, I hope you like this podcast and check me out on, uh, on Twitter and, Uh, YouTube and all that shit so have a good one and get your ass out into nature and go Bigfooting alright see you later bye